very thankful these last couple of days or weeks um, now, these last several weeks for the, the uh, tool of technology. Um, I, I have been very blessed by the opportunity of using it. I, I uh, as, as many of you, and, and I know a lot of you even for work, uh, have, have, have used uh, Zoom and, and other uh, platforms for online meetings, but I, I've been in, um, in in more Zoom meetings the last several weeks than I ever dreamed I would be in, and uh, I, I am thankful for it. I'm thankful for the technology. I'm thankful for the ability to sit and communicate with people that you can't be with physically, and yet not just hear their voice, as we can obviously do on a telephone, but be able to see them, be able to interact, and and uh, we we've actually had a couple situations leadership uh, uh, with our small our deacons for our oikos and and a couple other settings where um, as 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 uh, sort of lacking as technology is, there was there was still something um, uh, uh, fulfilling and rewarding about the interaction with people. That you you have not seen, but but even at that, I think most of us would attest to the fact that it only goes so far. I've I've actually had the chance a few times over the last several years when I've when I've been traveling and particularly overseas to be able to to FaceTime my family, and and I value that that use of technology, but but at the same time, it's not the same as when we are physically together. It's not the same thing as when we can, we can reach out and touch each other. And, and, and again, I'm thankful for all of this technology, but we also know that God wired human beings to, to be benefited and, 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 uh, and blessed by touch. And so uh, I, I would encourage you, as much as we may... Uh, be benefited by technology right now. Don't get too comfortable doing this every Sunday morning and Sunday night and Thursday night. But there, there's something special about us physically gathering together and not just in a church service, but in small groups and life courses and other things like that. But, but as simple as it is, I want to remind you and maybe not remind somebody but inform somebody today that God, 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 God is with us. God is with us. I, 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 we've had some people to this house over the last two years that we've lived here that are very important to us. We've had family and friends. We've had guest preachers uh, that have been at, that have been preaching at Antioch that, that we've had to our house for food and fellowship. And, and to me, they are all extremely important people. Right now, the, the, the uh, five most important people to me in this world are in this house. And, and the people that I value, no offense, but value more than anybody else are, are in this house with me right now. And uh, I will even let Leo be on the list somewhere. I'm not ready to say he's sixth most important, but he is somewhere on the list of importance now. But they're here, and and so from but but from a from a uh, I guess a bigger picture perspective, 
from a from the world's perspective, I don't know that, uh, to my knowledge, we haven't had anybody here that would be considered a a celebrity or some kind of famous person that the that the world knows and and the world idolizes, if you will. We haven't had any movie stars. We haven't had any sports uh, celebrities. We haven't had any politicians. We we haven't had any extremely wealthy people that have come to this house. And yet, and yet, there is someone who is with us. And there's someone, I would imagine most of you could say the same thing that I just said, that you haven't had any celebrities or, or, or uh, secular heroes that have come to your home But yet God, God, the God of the universe, the God who is the eternal God, the omnipresent, the omnipotent God, that God is with, he's with us. He's not somewhere up on his throne today looking down on us. He's he's not somewhere up in heaven observing us today, watching us as we go through what we go through, but he is with us. The angel said you're gonna, you're gonna call his name Emmanuel because every time you say that name, I want you to know that God is with you. God is with us. I know some of you, uh, may be by yourself this morning, but, uh, so you may need to say this a little bit differently, but, But those of you that are with somebody, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor right now, God is is with us. High five your neighbor and tell your neighbor right now, God is. But but I don't want you just to say that as words. I I know that, that, you know, okay, it's a funny little moment in our homes, I know, but but I I want you to say it as, as, as awesome as it is that God... The God, the only God, the one true living God is with us. He is with us. You see, this is an unusual time for us. But as I've said, and I guess by now I'm just going to keep saying, when we get through this particular time, when we get through this issue that is affecting uh, uh, the world at this point, we continue to deal with stuff individually. We continue to go through our own tests and trials and circumstances. But the prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah 43 and verse 1. And in fact, this is the basis of the second song that was sung this morning. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When you pass through the waters, when you win, not if, but when. Notice as we read the rest of this verse, there's, there's not an if. It's not an if this happens. It's, it's not an if you go through difficulty. It's not an if you go through adversity. It is when. We, we may not go through the same things right now. We're in such a unique time because we are all affected by the same thing. And, and, and what's even more unusual is, you know, we're, we're used to be a, in, a, used to being affected by, 
by weather. And the thing that, that has been a little bit surreal to me these last several weeks is, is that we feel like we're supposed to be at home and we can't go anywhere. But when I look outside, I see green grass and, and, I, and I see trees and I see flowers that are blooming. Because usually when we're stuck at home, it's because there's snow that's covering the ground and it's not safe to drive. And it's been very weird to me, at least, the fact that we're, we're sort of stuck, but it all looks as if everything is, is okay. And, and, and so the odd thing also about that is, is we know that, you know, when, when we get a snowstorm, it's not all of the U.S. that's affected by that snowstorm. It's definitely not the world that's affected. But here we are in a, in a circumstance that is in a, in a very significant way affecting the entire world. But we all are. Some of you came in, it's kind of like New Year's. Just because the calendar switches to a new year doesn't mean that that the problems you had on December 31st suddenly leave because it's January 1st. And so it is with this. The the, the big focus may be COVID-19, but again, people are dealing with individual things in their lives but I, I want to remind you, it's, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence, it's not chance, and it's not because God is displeased with you. The prophet said, when, when, when you pass through the waters, but here it is, I will be with thee. I'm not going to be observing you. I'm not going to be watching you. I am going to be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. When you walk through the fire, it shall not burn thee. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And that's all because of one thing, that God is with us. God is with us. The psalmist, and I've already referenced it, but I want to read it. Psalms 23, I want to read one verse of it. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, and really a lot of the context of that, that psalm is the adversity and the difficulties that we go through, that we will go through. But I, I, want, you to, I want you to draw your attention specifically to verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And here is the reason why. Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now there are, there are six verses in Psalms 23. But I, I counted it this morning, and, and, and uh, I, I was, I'm not saying my numbers are exactly spot on, but they are close enough that I am willing to put this out there. If you were to count the number of words, and that includes single letter words like I and A, if you were to count the words in Psalms 23, you would find that the middle, the middle of Psalms 23 is somewhere right in this phrase. For thou art with me. So the crux 
of Psalm 23, the, the fulcrum that Psalms 23 balances on. Everything in Psalms 23 hinges on one thing. God, you are with me. Oh, hallelujah. I, I didn't know if I really feel like preaching this morning. I'm even spitting some, so I guess that's real preachy. That, that's the, that, is, that is where everything, everything in that passage hinges on the, the very thing that God, you are. You are with me. If I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, if, if my enemies are surrounding me, if I'm going through adversity, the thing that settles it, the, the equalizer, if you will, is that you are with me. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. It is, it is a theme that we find, in fact, throughout most of the scripture where God, it, it appears to me that God was interested in getting the message across to individuals. And there are times he says it more so in general, but many times to individuals where God made sure that individuals understood that he was with them. It, 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 he wasn't taking it for granted that you know that I'm with you. He, he wasn't just, you know, well, I, I, you, you need to assume, but he specifically tells them. And the reason I think that's significant and, and, and what you and I should take from that is God is He's not a respecter of persons. Right. And so therefore, if He's with one person, that means He's with every person. If He's telling one person, I'm not going to leave you, then He's making the offer available to every person. And He's not going to leave you. Let me, let me give you several examples where we find this all the way starting in the beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis Genesis 28, and this isn't necessarily the first time in the book, but I just I wanted to draw your attention to this time in the book of Genesis 28 and verse number 15. The Lord is speaking. He says, Behold, and he's speaking to Jacob. Jacob is, in fact, Jacob, this is Jacob's dream. He's now running from his brother, and he's he's stolen the blessing from his brother, and he's running for his life. And so he's laid down to rest. He has this dream. And now the Lord speaks to him. And the Lord says, I am, I am with thee. I am with thee. Emmanuel, God with us. I'm with you. I will keep you in all places, wherever you go. And I'm going to bring you again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Now watch this, the next verse. Jacob awakes out of his sleep, and he says, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Huh. Can I say it this way in the context of this message this morning? Surely God is with me, but I didn't know it. I would imagine for most of us, and, and maybe some of you this isn't the case, and if not, I think that's really absolutely awesome. But, but I would imagine for a number of us, and I said us, I would imagine that over the last couple of weeks, we have experienced the presence and the power of God in our homes more than, more, maybe not more than ever, but in a different way than ever. Right. I think some of us probably could say what Jacob said, not, not that 
that we didn't know God was with us. Not that we didn't know God's presence was in our homes, in our condos, in our apartments, in our trailers, in our in our dwelling places. But but we can say, wow, I, I didn't know he was here like this. I, I didn't know that when I lifted my hands and began to sing and worship him in my own house, that the same thing I feel when I'm gathered together with people in a church service is the same thing. I, I didn't know it, but he is with us. Amen. God, God, I, 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 I've struggled all morning because I, I, I'm trying to grasp for a way to say this in, in some kind of profound way so that it really gets the message across. And I, I haven't come up with it yet, and I'm probably not going to come up with anything beside this. But how amazing is it that we can say today that God, God, not a God, but the God, is with us. Exodus 3, verse number 12. It said, Certainly, speaking to Moses, I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this Mountain. I'm, I'm sending you back to Egypt, Moses. I'm sending you to go to Pharaoh. But what I want you to know is you're not going by yourself. You're, you're not going to stand before Pharaoh alone. But I, I, the I am. In fact, that's what Moses says. God, who am I supposed to tell him is, is sending me? Who, who am I supposed to tell Pharaoh is the authority behind which I speak? And God says, you can tell him I am the I am that I am. I, I, I guess to be honest with you, I've always until this very moment focused on that in the context of Moses and, and Moses being able to tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh, here I am, and it's the I am that sent me. But, but I wonder if God told Moses that just as much for Moses' sake. So that when Moses uttered the words of who sent me, Moses was being reminded himself that the I am is with me. Not the I was, not the I will be. But the I am is with me. And, and now watch this. Moses is the, is the one God uses to lead the children of Israel, Israel out of Egypt. And, and he's God's chosen one to bring them out of bondage. But then as, as, as many of you know, Joshua is the one that, that God chooses to take Moses' place to then lead them into the promised land. But, but God does not just let it be assumed. And it, it could have been. It should have been, actually. And, and perhaps Joshua did assume that God was with Moses. God was, God was with us when he brought us out of Egypt. And, and God was with us in the wilderness. And so, therefore, God is with me. But watch this. God did not leave it. Simply up to Joshua to assume that he was with Joshua in Joshua 5, or excuse me, Joshua 1 and verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses. As I was with Moses. Think about that for a moment. 
when God is saying to Joshua, as I was with Moses, Joshua knew the ways in which God was with Moses. He, he knew that he was with Moses when Moses walked before Pharaoh and pronounced those plagues. He knew that God was with Moses when Moses stood there at the Red Sea and held his rod out over the sea and the waters parted. He knew that he was with Moses when they walked through the wilderness and they didn't have anything to eat and God provided manna. He knew that he was with Moses when, when, when there was nothing to drink and God used Moses to bring water. And so that's the God who was with Moses. But that God says to Joshua now, as I was with him, I will be with you. I will not fail thee. And some of the most important words will not forsake thee. When I go through the river, when I go through the fire, when, not if, but when, God is with me. First Chronicles 28, verse 20. This isn't God saying it, but listen to what David says to his son Solomon as the transition is taking place for Solomon to become king. First Chronicles 28 and 20. And David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and of a good courage and, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, even my God will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Again, I realize this was not God speaking directly to Solomon, but it was God speaking through David to Solomon to say, the same way I've been with your father, the same way I've, I've kept him and provided for him and blessed him is the same way that I'm going to be with you. I am, I am blessed in so many ways. One of those ways in which I am blessed is I've, I, I have got, uh, great grandparents, uh, that were, that were apostolics. And so I am, I am several generations down the line of apostolics. And, 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 and what is so awesome and amazing to me is that the same God that was with my great grandparents is the same God that is with me, the same God that was with my four grandparents is the same God that is with me. The same God that has been with my parents is now the same God that is with me. And what is so exciting to me is the same God that has been with me is the exact same God that will be with and is with my kids. Amen. God with us. I know maybe this is preachers uh, hyperbole or, or preachers dramatics. I'll let you be the I'll, I'll let you be the, the uh, judge of that. But if the president could get on the on uh, have a, a press conference today and say we have no idea what's happened, but suddenly every case of COVID nineteen 
is gone. Every person that's been in the hospital, every person that's got symptoms are suddenly gone. I'm sorry. That would not be greater or better news than the news that God is with us. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not. Why? Why? Why are we not to fear? Because of a simple thing. I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will keep thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I am with thee. Emmanuel. I know we know the name Jesus and and, and obviously that's that's significant and important, but, but in the context of this message this morning, I wish you maybe would just at least think that name in your mind right now, if not even possibly say it out loud, Emmanuel. Because when I say that, I am, I'm not just calling on someone, but when I say that name, I'm actually making a declaration of my faith. When I say Emmanuel, I am saying that God is with me. Psalm 46, I believe I've used these verses over the last couple of weeks, but here we go again today. I want to read actually the whole chapter this morning. Psalm 46 and verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, the, they, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth, he breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Here it is. Be still. War, chaos, desolation, confusion. And then the psalmist says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And here it is. The Lord of hosts or God. God is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. God with us. The last words of Jesus in Matthew 28, 20. In fact, it's the last verse of the chapter or the book of Matthew teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, 
Now watch this next part. Watch this next part. Because this, this, this is you and I. Even unto the end of the world. Amen. I, I'm not just with you for these 33 years and, and these three years in which he's walked with his disciples and interacted and, and I'm getting ready to ascend and, and now I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go up to heaven and I'm going to watch. I'm gonna observe you. No, he says, I, I, I'm with you and I'm always gonna be with you even to the end of the world. So that covers you and I today. He is with us. Hebrews 13, verse number 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Are you going to walk through the waters? Yes. You're going to go through the floods? Yes. You're going to go in the fire? Yes. Are you going to go through some hardship? Yes. Or ultimately, many of us, if the rapture doesn't take place, for then our way out of here is death. Even in death, God is with us. It's kind of amazing to me, and I think as, as several things have sort of been magnified the last couple of weeks for me and my own personal relationship and walk with God, I, I think one of the things I, I keep being reminded of is how amazing the fact is that the world measures God's uh, uh, presence, God's, God's reality by circumstances. And, and for the world, the big question is when things go wrong, where's God? And, and, and when things seem to be out of control, where's God? And when there's tragedy and difficulty in our lives and the world says where's God and yet if you notice from the verses that I've read to you today that that basically every time God makes a, de a declaration that I am with you or that I will be with you it was connected to adversity it was connected right. to negative situations it was connected to tests and trials and tragedy he was saying I want you to know I need you to get it settled that no matter what is going on no matter what you are facing you've got to know I am with you Amen. with you and he said I will never I will never I will never leave you and I will never forsake you I will never leave you I will never forsake you. I know, I realize we don't always feel God per se. We don't always have the, the sort of the conscious recognition of the presence of God. But the promise, the guarantee, he says, I am with you. Emmanuel, 
Emmanuel. God. God. Not a God. I, I'm, I'm thankful for, for the angels. and I believe in, in, in the angels. I believe in devils. I believe in demons. I, I believe in the supernatural. But, but, but i got to tell you, and I, I believe there's angels that God sends to minister. And, and I believe there's angels that, 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 are, that are with us. And, and, and God uses them for our benefit. But, but i got to tell you, that, that's not the greatest thing there is. An angel is not the greatest thing there is. What's even greater is the fact that God is with us. Seems to be a lot of times to me we place greater emphasis or, or we sort of we are sort of in awe of those that have seen angels and, and, and we are we you know it's it's a pretty cool thing when somebody has a testimony that they saw an angel and I know people have and I believe people have and I believe people will, but that's that's not the greatest thing. That's, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, if, if all I ever did was, you know, tell one of my kids, hey, do me a favor, go tell your mother I said I love her. <laughs> go tell your mom I love her. Go to, or, or get a card, you know, go get a Hallmark card. And I love, it, it, let somebody else's. There, there, it's not that there isn't benefit to that. It's not that there isn't some value to that. But we all know there's something much different about personally expressing I love you. It's a whole different thing for me to look my wife in the eyes and say, I love you, rather than somebody else telling her. So again, I, I'm thankful for angels. I, I, I believe, I'm, I'm certain that there are ways in which they have helped me and ministered to me that I don't even know. And there's times I've, I've, I've felt angels. I, I've sensed the presence of angels. And, and, and I believe in them, but, but that's... That's not superior to God. God. God being with us. Isaiah 40 and 27. These are the last verses I'd like to read to you this morning. The prophet says this. The word of the Lord through the prophet says this. Why sayest thou... O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. I, I think all of us have been in these circumstances. God, does God know where I am? And we find a lot of examples in scriptures. I, I, I've used them already in these last couple of weeks, but Job's struggle was... Where's God gone? Where is God? I, I, I want to go back. I want to rewind, rewind the clock of my life back to the days when God was with me. And many of us have been there in different times in our lives. Where, where are you, God? And even Jesus, even Jesus on the cross asked the question, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I guess I, 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 it feels like an odd way of saying this, but I want to encourage you this morning if you've either passed or even right now perhaps. God, where are you? My way is hid from you. Why have you forsaken me? Why, why have you abandoned me, God? I, I, I want to encourage you. You're, you're not alone. 
Some of the greatest men and women of Scripture asked that question or said something along those lines. So, if you feel that way, you're not the first one and you won't be the last one. And probably it won't be the last time that you feel that way. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Well, okay, God's with us. Well, you know, if, if, if it's human beings, human beings get weary. Human beings get tired. Human beings get weak. Human beings get worn out. And, and just because somebody's with you doesn't mean they're able to help you. Or, or they just because they're with you, they may not have the answer for you. But that's not the way it is with God. He never gets weary. He, he never faints. He's never tired. He never lacks the answer to what you're dealing with or going through. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increaseth increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. I've, I've preached this. I've used this many times now. If you've got your Bible open, you already can see what the next verse is. But... This next verse is one of the most well-known verses in all of the Bible. It, it's one of those verses that you know people love to quote. It's it's one of those verses that if you're looking for some kind of uh, uh, Christian artwork, uh, as I've said many times in the days of Christian bookstores, which I don't know if there's even any in our area anymore, but you almost could without fail go into a Christian bookshop and you're going to find somewhere up on the wall a picture and it's going to be some kind of, uh, uh, of scenery of a perhaps a mountain and, and of some trees and somewhere in that picture there's going to be an eagle and then on that, on that painting or that picture it's going to be this verse, Isaiah 40 and verse 31. But I think most of us quote this verse and I know most of my life I have quoted this verse incorrectly because the first word of this verse I don't think is what I normally say I normally say the second word first but again verse 30 even even the youth show that that means even those that are strong even those that are that are talented even even those that are wise even those that have the ability they're they're going to struggle they're going to fail they're going to make mistakes even the Young men are going to utterly fall, but, 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 they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not faint. Why? Why am I going to, I'm going to do that because God is with me. In fact, that that verse, that that word, wait there. They that wait upon the Lord. That verse is that word in the in the Hebrew. There is not typically what we think of as waiting. You you have company coming, so you're waiting on them to come. You you've ordered something from Amazon, so you are 
waiting for it to come. That word wait there means to intertwine. I was doing some yard work yesterday, and once again, I, I've referenced this uh, a, a while ago in some of my preaching, but once again, I, I was reminded how annoying and frustrating vines can be. Along the, if you're facing our house, along the left side of the property line, on the left side of our house, there's a fence, and and, and along that fence, it, it's very obvious. I say very obvious. If you're if you're looking closely, it's very obvious that at some point it was a very beautifully landscaped area along the entire fence line. In fact, you can't even really see it now, but there's there's bricks in the ground that were edging for the landscaping. There's, there's, there's several azalea bushes and there's several other kinds of plants and bushes in there that I'm not sure what they are offhand, but they were purposefully planted there. But unfortunately, I don't know how long it's been, but unfortunately, somebody didn't keep up with it. And now, wrapped in, and, and in a few of them, in a few of the bushes or trees wrapped in to such a degree that it's it's virtually impossible. You can't just pull them out. You can't just pull them off. Vines that have wrapped themselves together. That's, that's that word wait, to intertwine. We sit in our homes this morning, unusual circumstances, not what meant most of us, perhaps any of us really want how we want it to be today. And yet, the Almighty God. Isaiah 9 and 6 says it, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Wonderful Counselor is with. I, I just, I can't do it. I don't feel like I've done it. I, I don't feel like I have the way. It's one of those times where there's, there's something in here that I feel and it just doesn't seem like it's coming out of my mouth the right way. The significance of God with us. I, 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 I just so I don't lose any of you right now, I'm not... I don't mean this specifically in reference to the one that's in office right now. So if, if you don't like him, listen to the, the, the basic point I'm trying to make. and Let's not get distracted with politics. I, I, I would consider it an honor to have the President of the United States come to my home. I... I would consider it an honor to have the President of the United States come and sit down in my living room and, 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 and share a, a, a cup of coffee and have conversation. That, that would be a great honor. There's other people, there, there's probably others that to me would even be more important based on those I admire and look up to, to have them come and sit in my home and sit at my table and eat dinner with me. 
be a really cool thing. You understand that the God of the universe, the eternal God, the very God, think about this, the very God who said, let there be light, and there was light. The very God who spoke the stars and the sun and the moons and the planets into place the very God who did all of that, the very God who with just His Word caused the seasons to come into being and, and, and the daffodils that are in my yard to know the time to, to begin to sprout and so that at the right season they would... That God is with us right now in your living room, in your kitchen, in your dining room, in your bedroom, wherever it is, and maybe some of you are in your car right now. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. God with us. Father, right now, I trust that you've already done it for some. I pray in these next few moments, God, as we wrap up this service this morning, that there would be a confirmation that would come to some homes right now. There would be some dwellings that right at this moment, there would be a conscious recognition not just by faith. I know we walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. And I know we walk by faith and not by feeling, God. I, I know that. I understand that's, that's the way we're supposed to live. But I, I'm asking you in this moment under these unusual circumstances that beyond faith for some, beyond faith, there would not just be faith there would be the recognition of the manifestation of the presence of Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God. God with us. God, I pray if there's somebody that's watching right now or maybe, maybe watching the archives in the future, they don't really know. They haven't really been certain. Maybe the circumstances of their lives before all of this was such that they weren't really sure if you were there or not. Would you let them know? Would you give them the assurance and the certainty, God, that you are with them? You are with us. In the name of Jesus name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God, you're with us. You said you'd never leave us. And you would never forsake us. You would never forsake us. 
that that promise, that guarantee was to the end of the world. Let it be real in our lives today. Let it be real in our lives today. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God. God, not a God, but the God with us. And not the God that's somewhere up in heaven on a throne just looking down on us today. You are with us. You are with us. You are with us. You are with us. We're walking through some floods right now. We're walking through some rivers. We're walking through some fires right now, God, but you are with us. We're walking through things we've never experienced before, God. You're with us. God, actually what's so amazing is that not only are you with us, but you were already there before we got here. Before we got to this month and these circumstances, you were already here. You're already through it, God. You know exactly how it all works out. Help us. Help us to find that assurance that is available through your word and your spirit. Help us to find that peace today that comes only from you. From knowing, God, that you are with us. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you for being with us. Thank you that you've always been with us. Thank you, God, that in those seasons that we've gone through that we were uncertain. We maybe, maybe we didn't feel your presence. We couldn't see you working, but you, you were with us. You're always going to be with us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for tuning in this morning. I pray that you've been blessed by the Spirit of the Lord today. I trust that God has brought the assurance to some of you today that He is your Emmanuel. God with you. I do have one more announcement. Is it a seven or a one? One. Okay. To all of the kids, listen up. All of you kids who missed Sunday school today at 1 p.m. At 1 p.m. today, there's going to be a Sunday school lesson that's going to be made available online. So you'll want to check that out and um, hopefully help you fill a little bit of the void of no Sunday school. Praise God. God bless you. encourage you to tune in this evening and 
we will spend some more time in the presence of the Lord worshiping and sharing what the Lord has given me for tonight. In Jesus' name.